Thank you guys very much. Give us just a second. We're going to try to keep me from tripping here. People say I'm tripping all the time. What you talking about, right? All right. Well, you be tripping, Casey. Now, you ain't seen nothing yet, right? All right. Uh, good morning. Good morning, New City Church. How are we? <laughs> oh, thank you, guys. I know they don't do it for applause, but please do so as it is. Give them a hand because that was beautiful. I like the living room style. It's all chill. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. So, man, thank you guys very much. I am free. That is great. Uh, man, good to see you guys. I, I think we, I know we got some a lot of new faces in this morning, but if I haven't had a chance to meet you, my name is Casey, one of the pastors serving alongside you. Pete, my brother, awesome as always, man. Just beautiful stuff. Thank you for your leadership and worship. And, um, but, uh, man, good to see everybody this morning. Labor Day weekend, we are uh, celebrating those who are who are labor among us, and uh, we are going to, some of us are going to rest this weekend, and so take this time, uh, even if you're here for just another 45 minutes or so, or two hours, however long the preacher gets, um, <laughs> just people are like, I'm leaving now, uh, just, just, man, man, relax, take this time to just chill, relax, and like, just be, just rest, even if it's for a few minutes, and enjoy, guys, uh, God's presence in this house, it was strong, thick at the 845 service, it's strong and thick this morning here at the 10 o'clock service. Uh, welcome to our Loma Vista campus, folks. Raise your hands back there. Yeah, yep. Everybody get a whoop whoop, right? And right on. Right on. We've got some really, really cool stuff going on. Um, you know, I want to want to share with some of you. We've got so many new faces and so many new folks in over the last couple of months, and I try to make sure that I talk about the vision that God has given us as a church, uh, specifically four different outcomes that we, we talk about. I talk about them frequently, but I want to make sure that we know kind of what's going on. And uh, I know that sometimes, uh, like if, if I feel like I'm talking about it too much, I know that some people are just starting to hear it maybe for the first time. And so I don't ever, like if it's a rep repetition for me, that's quite all right. But I want to make sure that everybody knows uh, why we're here, why we're doing what we're doing, what God has laid on us as a church uh, to do at all the locations that we have, including Loma Vista, including here in Edgerton. We have Miriam going on as well. We have Shawnee going on as well. Uh, we got another one that potentially will be coming out uh, here shortly, and we'll talk about that when the time comes. Um, but, man, I just want to want to just share with you guys uh, the, the visions that God has given us. There are four of them. First one is that we want to know your name and we want you to know that you are known. That's important for us to understand that. Um, that's why Ed was asking you to do the sign-up sheets. That's why Ed was talking about doing the doing the um, connect cards and things like that. We want to get to know you. We want to pray over you. We want to pray over your names. And I tell you what, I, I had a uh, lady at the at the uh, the back to school splash party yesterday, which by the way was rocking, man. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but last year, you know, I got hit in the eyeball with a water balloon. So we outlawed water balloons this year, but they got me anyway. I think I'm going to have an inner ear infection from the super soaker that got just blasted right there, you know. And I was dealing with allergies and stuff like that, but I didn't. I wasn't even mad. It was fun, right? But it, it was cool. But I had a conversation yesterday, and uh, and if you happen to see the Kid City folks, uh, how many people work in Kid City? If you're not in service on there, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Awesome, awesome. You guys did a great job putting that super splash party together. I understand it was like 70 folks that came through uh, yesterday, and it was just a, a great time, uh, even though I have to probably go to the doctor in the middle of the week with my, my ear infection. But that's all right. It's worth it. It was worth it. But totally can. But we do want to know your name and know that you are known. And I had a conversation with one of the Kid City workers yesterday, and it meant so much. She probably had no idea that I was just like wanting to just do jumping jacks when she was telling me this. But she said, here's the thing that, that really, really made her 
feel like this, this, this church was her home. She goes, it is not just a slogan for you guys. You guys actually want to know my name. You want to know my kids' names. You want to know my husband's name. And it means so much for us as a church body. And that's why a lot of times I'll ask you guys several times, could you tell me your name again? I know you told me. I want to get it with repeated. I want to do all the different things that, that we can do. But we, we do have our sign-up sheets. We do those kind of be pray over the names. We want to get to know you. And if we haven't seen you in a little while, we want to check in, make sure you're okay, make sure that they're, you know, hey, do you need prayer? Do you need is everything cool and that kind of thing? I can't tell you how many times we've made callbacks for, for things like that when people said, I can't believe you called. It was right on time. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for giving me a, a shout. A uh, second thing is that we want to make disciples who make disciples who make disciples. And, man, that is like, that is the thing. We're actually going through the uh, exploring discipleship out at the Loma Vista campus at 7 o'clock on Thursdays. If anybody wants to take the trip out, we will. We just started this past week. Had a good good number of folks that came out and want to kind of do that. And we'll catch you up if you haven't done that, haven't done that. But we are starting that at the Loma Vista campus on Thursdays. Uh, but here's one thing that's going on, too. We are uh, starting the One Conference. It's a discipleship conference. We got that slide there, One Conference. And uh, it is September 28th and 29th. It's over at Kansas City College over on, uh, uh, I think it's like 74th and Metcalf, something like that. We've had a long, uh, uh, several years, we've had a, a great partnership with Kansas City College. They've even offered some of us uh, who are members of the church scholarships, uh, free classes, and that kind of thing. It's been really, really neat. Several of us have gone through and gotten a degree out of there. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think that's where Paula Cunningham went to high school, right, and got suspended from school. F- Ooh. It was back in the day when they wouldn't allow wearing shorts, and it was on Saturday, and I'm so sorry. I, I had to, and once it, once it came out, I had to finish the story because I don't want people like, what's she doing? Was she getting drunk or something like that? They're doing drugs? No, it was uh, simply wearing shorts to school, right, on an off day, on the weekend, playing frisbee with friends. Heathen. I'm just kidding. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, it's a little cool. But I'm going to tell you, Kansas City College is awesome, man. They are, they are, they have just made some great, great, really cool strides and stuff like that. And I have opened my mouth way too much already. Uh, but I no, love them guys. But it's going to be there, and we're going to have that uh, conference. If you're interested in that conference, put down on a Connect card. Just type, just put one, O-N-E, or the number one, either one. And uh, make sure you got your name and your contact info. We've had those where people put one, put it in there, no name, no anything like that. We have no idea. And people are like, nobody called me. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Um, third thing is that we want to be an extremely generous church. That is, uh, that is one of the, the, the true, genuine outcomes of someone who is a genuine follower of Jesus just can't help themselves but be generous with not only their money and finances and things like that, but the resources and talent and time and those kinds of things that uh, folks have. You know, we've, like I said, we've got several things that are coming up that are absolutely going to require us as a church body to be generous with everything we've got. One of the, uh, if you, you guys know this, but we have out of our campus here, we are planting the Loma Vista campus, which is our Loma Vista piece back in the back, right? We are planting the Loma Vista campus. We are uh, sending from this church folks that may feel like they're called to be missionaries there and those kind of things. If you're interested in talking more about that, I'd love to talk to you some about that. We also have here at this this campus some major announcements coming up in the next few weeks that we'll be talking about, talking through some things that we're going to be uh, doing as well. Miriam has a major announcement coming up in the next few weeks. Shawnee has a major announcement coming up in the next few weeks. And I don't mean to, uh, um, like, create a bunch of mystery around. Yes, I do. Um, 
But I want you to be thinking about and praying about now, how do like how can I show generosity? Because God's favor on a church is amazing. Amen. Like it's incredible what God is doing. Like I like I've had people come up to me recently. They don't even go to our church. Says, man, I'm hearing some 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 awesome stuff about what you guys what God is doing at New City Church, man. And so it's like it's like fun for me. It's 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 fun for me to be a part of. But it's also fun for, for us to see God's hand at work and him to be able to use us. So be thinking through how do I need to step up my generosity in every way, whole life generosity, to, to see what God has done. Because God has some major, incredible, impossible, beautiful, wonderful dreams that the whole world's going to call us crazy about. And we're going we're gonna to start pursuing those dreams because God's laid them on our hearts. Uh, finally, the community is better because we are in it and the community knows it. It's not just that the community is better and we know it. If the community knows it, then it's important for us to, that, that there's, then we have made an impact in the community. And one, like, we did, like I said, we did the back to school splash. We had quite a few people from the community come by. It was awesome. Thank you, Kid City, for doing all that. Uh, but one thing we forgot, I mean, we actually didn't forget to announce it, but we forgot to announce that how, like all the different things that we sent over to Edgerton Elementary if you don't know, what we did was actually Stephanie Ford went over to Edgerton Elementary and asked the teachers, what would you need? What do you need? And rather than us just doing this big backpack drive and putting a bunch of supplies in it and handing it off to the, to the school, we asked them, what do you need? And they told us, and we provided a bunch of it. And, I, and I, it's just the coolest thing in the world, man, because um, I got three notes over the last two days that I want to share with you. Um, man, we start talking about like like having a family that – that takes care of one another. Listen to this, man. I just got this, man. I like this is it's going to be an emotional time. So I'll try not to cry the the whole time. But um, this one uh, note I got handed this morning, and and, and along with a sealed um, envelope, it had a two hundred fifty dollar check in it. And I'll explain why that's significant here in a second. But it says, um, it says New City Church. My sister has been telling me how blessed she has been going to your church and what a wonderful positive direction you are going. She I also want to thank you for taking time to uh, repair some stuff at her house and, and, and that kind of thing. We, we do what we, we can, right? But she said, please take this money and appreciation and use it to bless your church and whatever needs you have. Now, wh- what I didn't know, I was like, oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. What I didn't know is this woman has worked for minimum wage <laughs> and and like was became decided to become generous and said, you know, just give that money to the church because of the blessing that she has. It has been for her family, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. It's amazing to see that kind of thing. Amen, amen. Here's another letter that I got. Uh, just got these in the mail yesterday, and I won't say who who the uh, teacher is because I didn't get permission to say that. But um, but here's what she said. She goes, dear New City Church members, we cannot thank you all enough for the very generous gift of candy. Play-Doh, Play-Doh toys, and many other donations to our school. The bean bags I received from my classroom are amazing. Double underlined, amazing, right? My kindergartners are loving them, single underlined. We are so grateful to have such wonderful support in our community. Isn't that great? Let me repeat that. We are so grateful to have such wonderful support in our community. See, that's, I mean, that's the vision we're looking for, right? Thank you again. Love, and I won't say her name or anything like that. She didn't give me permission to do that. Um, this is uh, Miss Brenda. The secretary gave us uh, a, another le- note as well. She's the secretary over at Edgerton Elementary. She said, members of New City Church, 
Thank you so much for the school supplies. It is so thoughtful to be to, to think of the staff at Edgerton Elementary. You don't know how much you have helped the staff. Again, thank you for your thoughtfulness. Man, give yourselves a hand because of your generosity you already shown. Man, just so, so amazing, man. So amazing to get that stuff. And it's neat to go to the mailbox and, and go, wow, cool. You know, it's neat to have the conversations. And it's neat to have all the different things we do for the community actually, like, appreciated and you get notes and stuff like that it's never why we do it we want to do it for the glory of god but we want to make sure that we we do what we can to impact the community so that people will see him see god right see his light shine in a dark place it is never so that somebody can come and say man we love new city we're glad we want people to come and say we love god what a great god you serve right that's how we do it and so we're in this series, the final installment. Have you enjoyed Help I've Got Kids, by the way, so far? Man, it's been a, been a really cool series, the final installment. And one of the things I tell people all the time is, uh, like, during this, this uh, series, I've asked people to say, hey, uh, here's the two kinds of people that I want you to invite. First kind of people, are obviously, with people with kids. That's important for us to do that. The second kind of person I want us to invite is people without kids, right? Because ultimately, it's never about, well, checking out because this doesn't apply to me anybody that knows that like how like what god says about in his word about raising children can help somebody raise their children in the way god wants see because like technology uh fashion like man all kinds of things change what's important what's what's truth this week in the culture is not necessarily truth the next week in the culture the only thing we got is the word of god amen that's it. That's all we got. And so it never changes, but, but the, the culture changes, what's important changes, what's fashionable changes. Technology, good googly does it change, right, but not the word of God. And so we can help people, whether we have kids or not, with the word of God, what it says, what God says in, in his word about what it means to raise children. We can take that as parents and raise our children the way God has called us to raise them. A few weeks back, we started off saying that the greatest need of children is to know that they are loved. There's no doubt about that. Every child is different and uniquely made in the image of God. Three weeks ago, we talked about how God loves children. Like Jesus really, really, really loves children. And we better step in line with that. We better step up and love children the way he does. A couple of weeks ago, we went over how we must be poured into by God in order for us to pour into our children. So that relationship with God and that relationship with and abiding in him is, is of, of critical importance if we're going to raise our kids the way God wants us to raise him. And last week, man, this was kind of a fun, fun way to look at Nehemiah from the viewpoint of a teenager. What does it look like to rebuild a wall in the, in the middle of a, 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 teen's, a teenager's life who's seen nothing but destruction, nothing but defeat, and all of a sudden you see families and adults and parents come together for a common mission guided by God and do something very significant. That's why I say, guys, there is nothing that God cannot accomplish through his people with his dreams in our heart. And we want to see our kids see that and those kinds of things. That's why, guys, I want us to be, like, one of the things that we talk about, knowing kids' names and knowing that they're known, I, we have plenty of, of, uh, of us, uh, 
folks in, in Kid City that are teaching children right now. But what we don't have is enough folks that are serving in Kid City so that we can know every kid's name and they know that they are known. And we want to kind of step that up. So if you are um, wanting to serve in Kid City, wanting to serve in a particular way, man, I want you to, to be praying through that, praying about how does that involve me? How do I help? in Kid City. Now, don't hear me say this. If you're serving in different places, don't feel the pressure to serve again, right? I want people to be serving so they're not freaked out and burn out. But here's, for some of us, some of us are being called into step and we don't know where to where to start. Man, talk about, put Kid City on your connect card as it goes around the, the buckets, because it's a wonderful place to be. Those who work in Kid City will tell you, right on. Everybody say in Kid City, right on. Kid City right on. Everybody works in Kid City. All right. Uh, also, we got uh, one more thing before we get into the meat of the message. And so we have this Parent Q app. We should have a picture of it, man. If you want to download that on your smartphone and that kind of thing, man, this is just, it's awesome. What it does is that you can put your, your kid's name and, and, and birthday and that kind of thing, and it will tell you how many weeks you got left till the kid turns 18. I plugged mine in. It said like negative 214. <laughs> I'm all right. It's all right for real. But it's uh, but yeah, it's just just wild, man. Like it, it's cool. But it kind of gives you that that idea, and it gives you uh, ways, uh, different things you can do to uh, to to teach your kids and certain things of that the, of life that come up, and and it's just awesome. It's really good stuff. Really good stuff. So, uh, before we get started, though, I do want to pray for Mama Helen Ballard. If you don't know Helen, uh, Helen is uh, the matriarch of our church. She was here for. 36 years, prayed over this property, prayed, uh, I mean, just prayed and prayed and prayed for God to do some amazing things in this church. Uh, she's in the hospital right now, and I've been asked if, uh, if we could pray for pray for her. Um, if you guys would, uh, go see her. She's at Olathe Medical Center, but um, we, we think she's going to be okay, but she's just still, uh, still, she wants to come home, and she just texted uh, Judy to pray for her. So, Father, we love you, and uh, we thank you for Mama Helen, that what she has done here has been absolutely amazing the 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 courage that she had to step into a, a, a tremendous difference in the way we do church and to champion that cause several years ago is incredible lord her courage her strength um man is something that it's just inspirational but lord we pray for her uh for the ulcers that she has we pray for her uh for whatever reason the the the, the hemoglobin or whatever that stuff is that that uh, they need to make sure she's got plenty of, Lord, may, may you heal her completely to where the doctors are amazed and the only thing they can do is glorify your name. We love you, Father. And it's in your son's precious and holy name we pray. Everybody said, amen. Proverbs 24, starting in verse 3, says, By wisdom a house is built, and through understanding it is established. Through knowledge its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. And this wisdom that can only come from God is the wisdom that we need to help others raise their children and wisdom we need to raise our children in God's way. We want to be wise in how we raise our children, but we understand that wisdom must come from God and not the world. The world's wisdom, the world's truth, the world's, like it changes all the time. The word of God is all we have. Here's what the world considers like right in the way to, to raise children correctly if they are and they, if they have self-esteem. Self-esteem is something that children tend to say is, or, or, or the world tends to say 
is correct, right? Self-esteem is correct. Self-esteem, if the kids have self-esteem, that's right. Guys, I'm just going to tell you right now, that's garbage. That's garbage. I know what's in me. I know what myself is. I know what naturally I can produce. If esteem comes from that, I'm in, I'm in real trouble. If esteem comes from God, knowing that we are his, knowing that we are his children, royalty, who are going to inherit a kingdom. Like, we, like if you are a, a dude in here, you are a prince if you know Jesus. If you are a dudette, you are a princess if you know Jesus. It's that simple. We're going to inherit a kingdom. Our father is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. What do we got? Why would we need self-esteem for that? Why would we need to manufacture esteem? Amen? Here's what else they say is right. If you can get kids to know that you can have power from within, if you can have intelligence, if you can have self-confidence, which is kind of weird, too, because I know me and I'm not really confident in my own natural self, right? Self-reliance, uh, of putting yourself first. Kids, you got to do that, right? If, as long as their kids are raised and they're, they, they learn to become wealthy or make a name for themselves or, or even achieve the American dream. That's what the world says, that if we raise our kids right, that's what it says. But according to Scripture, God wants us to have families that foster children to have comfort in their identity in Christ. Amen? They want to have power from God and recognize that power from God. They want to have wisdom above intelligence, humility above putting themselves first, right? Generosity instead of hoarding the wealth and the things that they have and keeping it for themselves, putting others before themselves, being the light of the world, making God's name known, not necessarily their own, and having confidence in God's power because we don't have enough power to do the things God has called us to do. That is going to create, is going to going to be going to have to be him that does that. As a result, we will have courageous children willing to dream huge, crazy, scary dreams that are given by God and can only be accomplished by him where the world looks at that and they can only explain it by by God did it. Amen. This is amazing. And if we start thinking about our children that way, and if we start helping other people think of their children that way, man, I'm telling you, like it will it will revolutionize the the church. It will revolutionize what like how like like it'll it'll change the entire world if we do that. Now, here's what I want to tell you before we get into this: if your child is 85 years old, it's still not too late. You can make a phone call and say, "Hey, I didn't do some things right, but from this day forward." See, Paul says, I'm going to forget what's behind. I'm going to look, strive forward to, to, to the prize that is Christ Jesus. That's what he said, right? And so we're going to do the same thing in our lives. So if your kid's two and you had not done it right, it's not too late. I've heard some people say, man, my kid's two years old. We have a, a, a baptism at the 1130 service. And this couple, Alex and Jaron Clower, man, golly, they both came to know Jesus this past week. And their little daughter, Willow, I said, you know what? Willow's going to see a whole different thing now than she was going to see if you had never accepted Jesus. I love this story, man. And they'll tell their story at some point. But if you guys want to stick around for the baptism at the third service, that'd be awesome. But, man, Alex and Jaron, great testimony, awesome stuff going on. And God saved her this past Sunday, sitting in the back, in the back row, saved him um, Tuesday at work 
because of a of a of a godly boss that he had, right? That was able to he was able to to intervene and say, "Hey, just sit and pray, be on your knees, man." He didn't say, "Yeah, yeah, you got personal problems, get back to work," right? It wasn't anything like that, and I love that. So I'm looking forward to to celebrating that that new life in Christ with them at the 11:30 service. Psalm 127, starting in verse three, says this. Sons are indeed a heritage from the Lord. Children are a reward. Sons and daughters too, right? Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the sons born in one's youth. Happy is the man who has has filled his quiver with them. And such men will never be put to shame when they speak with their enemies at the city gate. Man, Man, think about this. Our children are like arrows. Our children are like weapons in a lot of ways to the to the things like not not in a terrible way and a bad way, but for fighting the good fight, right? And we obviously must give our children attention and grace and unconditional love. But if we don't do it for the right reasons, we will miss the target when we aim our arrows. Our arrows are our children. You as the parent, me as the parent, we're the parents, right? Get to decide where to aim those arrows. Are we going to aim them toward the things of God or the things of the world? We get to decide what we're going to do that. Now, here's the thing. If you have aimed your kids toward the things of God and your kids have pulled themselves out of that target, that's not your fault. Right? How many times do I hear parents beating themselves up because the kids aren't following the ways of God? And they've done everything, and they've done it right, and they tried, and they've done those kinds of things, man. Guys, it's not your fault. I sincerely believe if you have laid that foundation, there are, there are some people that will just decide to go one way or another, but it's not your fault if they go either way. Matter of fact, I say this. If they hit the target, it ain't your fault either. <laughs> right? It's all up to God. Right? It's up to God where your kids go. It's up to God to open the, heart, the eyes and the minds and the hearts of the God. Now I want to share with you the target that we're going to try to hit. And this verse is if I had a life verse, which I don't, the whole Bible is my life verse, if you will, but Isaiah 66, 1 through 2. You ever have when you're reading the scriptures that it seems like there's like neon signs pointing to it, important, important, flashing, you know, it comes out and like almost like comes up at you when you're reading it. Isaiah 66, 1 through 2 says this Heaven is my throne, and earth is my footstool. What house could you possibly build for me? And what place could be my home? My hand made all these things. Our children need to understand this has all been done by God, right? Now, let me ask you a, let me ask you a, a quick question before I go into this. If, if you're a parent, do you want your kids to have favor with God? Okay, so we're going to point them toward how God said, these are the kinds of people that I will show favor to. Listen to this. Man, I don't know anywhere else in the scripture where God pinpoints and promises, I will show favor to this kind of person. And he gives three characteristics. Listen to this. So they all came into being. This is the Lord's declaration. I will look favorably on this kind of person. One who is, say it with me, there are three characteristics. One, humble, submissive in spirit, and trembles at my word. That's three characteristics that if we say, I want my kids to have favor with God, we're going to shoot those arrows that way. That's the target. Like if you're wondering what the target is, there it is, right? Amen? You with me on that? Like this is important for us to understand this. Like like, Like we tend to, what do I do? Where do I go? Okay, 
If I can help my kids be this kind of person who has favor with God, then I've done my job. I've done my duty. It's a wonderful thing. Amen? Philippians 2, 1 through 14 explains it further in further detail. And we'll finish with this. If then there, and this is Paul writing to the church at Philippi, and I love this. If, there is, if then there is any encouragement in Christ, if any consolation of love, if any fellowship with the Spirit. Now this goes further into, but it outlines those three characteristics. It's awesome. If any, fec- any, if any affection and mercy fulfill my joy by thinking the same way, having the same love, sharing the same feelings, focusing on one goal, do nothing, oh man, beautiful, do nothing out of rivalry or conceit, but in humility, ding, 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 consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Make your own attitude that of Christ Jesus, who existing in the form of God did not consider equality with God as something to be used for his own advantage. Instead, he, em- instead he emptied himself by assuming the form of a slave, taking on the likeness of men. And when he had come as a man in his external form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even to death on a cross. For this reason, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that the name of Jesus every knee will bow, of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. So then, my dear friends, just as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now even more in my absence, Work out your own salvation, not work for your salvation. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. It's the same message. I get accused of repeating myself a lot. I'm like, no, God does in his word. It's really not that complicated, right? But we'll try everything else until God says, look, With your mind, you do it this way. For it is God who is working in you, enabling you both to desire and work out his good purpose. Do everything without grumbling and arguing so that you may be blameless and pure children of God who are faultless in a crooked and perverted generation among whom you shine like stars in the world. Now, when we started this series, I, I confessed to you some stupid stuff I, I did to my daughter Morgan. We have one child. She's grown negative 214 weeks ago. But we tried. And I thank the Lord that, that he put us, put him in our, like he, he put himself in my heart. Because I, man, my heart was hard for a long time. When Morgan, our daughter, was born, I was as much of a spiritual infant as she was. She didn't know God, I didn't know God. But God did some amazing things in our, in our family. And we 
revolutionized my thoughts, my wife's thoughts, my daughter's thoughts. She didn't always do everything exactly right. I didn't always do everything exactly right. But God pointed her in the right direction. And we shot that arrow in that direction that God said to, to, to shoot her in. We took it and we shot it. And you never know sometimes how the kids are going to land, especially when the winds come and the arrows sort of swaying in the wind. You know, you think, okay, God, you, there's no way you're going to hit that target. And the day she got married, you know, there's always that, okay, this, this, she no longer belongs to, to me, if you will. Well, she never did anyway. She always belonged to God. He just gave me as a, to be a steward of, of her, right, and to raise her, his kid, his way. And I'll never forget the day she got married. We were, um, she asked me as we were going up, she goes, Dad, could you pray for me? And that was the last time I was going to pray for her as her dad because she now belonged to another man. I still want to kill him, right? No, I don't. I love that dude, man. I love that dude. Brandon's awesome. But when she was taking her vows, Something happened that I realized that God had done a tremendous work in her. And I try not to show this picture without crying, but boy. So I started playing a song for the wedding. And she worshiped. That's just undignified. But she worshiped. And that's her awesome husband, Brandon, my new son, right? And I realized at that time, God had done incredible things. I think sometimes even despite my parenting skills, right? My wife's parenting skills, Judy, it just, she worshiped. And I just thought, bullseye. Amen? Bullseye. And they're right now in Taiwan on a mission trip for the next two and a half weeks, opening up a house of prayer there. And they both lead worship and just just God's just using them in great and great and amazing ways. And I'm the guy that sent her to school with a concussion, right? <laughs> God definitely does miracles, man, no doubt. So here's what we want to do. We know the kids and I've run a little bit long. Told you the preacher's gonna run a little long. We're going to have the kids come forward. Here's what I'd like to do. A lot of kids in Kid City today, which is awesome. But if you're a parent of one of the kids in Kid City, here's what I'd like you to do. If you're a grandparent of one of the kids in Kid City, let's uh, line the kids up, Alicia, right, right here on the floor. And I'd like the parent to come up and stand behind your kids. And I want to lead us in prayer as we do that. So if your kid is here, if your grandkid is here, if your neighbor kid is here, come on up forward. You guys face that way, if you will. We'll come behind you, yeah. Now, if you're, if you don't have a kid in, in Kid City or anything like that, look at these beautiful children. It's awesome. 
if you would, as we pray, if you would, if you're not up here or anything like that, if you would just kind of put your hands forward, uh, however you want it, just, just, just let God do his thing. So let's pray, and then we'll have a time of offering. But, um, but Father, here's the thing. You are an amazing, amazing God who has created these beautiful children and have made these kids in your image. God, thank you for filling these arrows in our quiver. Thank you for this this amazing opportunity to raise our children in a way that we can strive and aim for a bullseye, that we hit it your way, that we raise them your way, that we no longer conform to this world, that we, we truly are transformed by you as you transform our minds. God, may you guide us in raising these children as we commit to raising them in you. Man, show us our steps, God. Show us what we're supposed to do. Show us how we're supposed to do it. And we ask these things, Father, as a church body. May we help to raise these children in your way, the way the body of believers is supposed to raise children so that the parents are not alone or isolated. So that the parents of these children know that they are loved and they're known. And the kids know that they're loved and they're known. And we love you, Father. And thank you for the opportunity as your heart and your mind enter the, enter the, enter the hearts and the minds of these children. May you bless them and give them great favor. As we point them toward humility and submissiveness to others and to you and a trembling of your word. It's in your son's name that we pray. Everybody in the house said amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Guys, here's what we're going to do. As everyone takes a seat, we're going to take an offering. Let me pray for that offering as well. And uh, we'll continue in worship and be dismissed. Father, we love you. (laughs) Thank you, guys. My sweet girl. God, we love you and thank you for the opportunities you've given us as a church body. The opportunities that you've given us to raise the children to be part of your body. Lord, there are some big dreams you've given us as a church that you've laid us some visions, God, that you've laid on us that we're going to need to be sacrificially generous whole life generous in a lot of ways. So as we take these tithes and these offerings, Lord, may we be thinking now, may we be preparing now for the things that we need to do and the ways that we need to do it. We love you, Father, more than we can tell you. And we ask that you bless this offering, multiply this offering, and put it to the use that you see fit. It is in your son's precious and holy name. With enthusiasm, everybody in the house said,